Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard. In our last episode, I interviewed Marco Torres, and we talked about stop discounting your value and create more worth to create more sales. And it was a really cool conversation. I love this principle. So go and check that episode out. It's just the very last one. It's really, really good um, to realize that our worth is, it. we don't have to keep doing these discounts and doing uh, sales. You can definitely do those. But there are other ways to leverage our value and to bring more value to our customers. So very well worth a listen. Um, it's his business and everything that he does is all about um, offering more travel experiences to his people and and those who work with him. So that's what I wanted to talk about today is as moms and dads, we are planning vacations, especially as this new year is coming closer to summer. I am so excited for spring to come. So excited for the warmth to be here. Been so grateful for the snow. We've definitely needed the moisture where I live at, but I have been, oh, I'm missing the sunshine. So very excited. <laughs> and then we've been planning vacations and what are we going to do and how all of the um, dreamy and wonderful visions that we have of our vacation goals. But what do you do when your kids act out in public on these vacations, these wonderful dreamy experiences that you've been just planning, agonizing over, preparing for, doing all the things, wanting to make sure that it's an amazing experience for you and your kids and for them to have just the childhood memories of everything and to learn and to grow and to explore this world. So what do you do when it's not that picturesque moment when they do fuss or they throw a fit or they don't want to go and do the activity that you had planned for that day or whatever those aggravating moments are, how do you handle them and how do you um, change it? So this is what I want to talk about today is how to prepare for the unexpected. It's unexpected, right? So how on earth do you prepare for it? Now, as parents, we very well know that our kids at some point are going to throw a fit or their messes are going to be made or someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Something is going to happen, but it's really hard to know when is this going to happen? Um, at what point, at what energy levels will we be at? And all of these different um, just ricocheting effects that the different emotions and different uh reactions that our family gives our family members affects everything that we're doing and everybody else in the family. So here are some tips that have truly helped me to be able to prepare for these. Um, there's been plenty of times where my sweet, wonderful little baby or toddler or kid or tween that they have just been amazing, incredible humans. And then in the blink of an eye, something goes wrong and it is like a whirlwind of emotions of like, what the heck just happened? How did we get here? And why is this going on right now? Can't we just enjoy this moment? <laughs> um, so if you can relate to that, I know very much what it's like to feel like a 
almost like that failure feeling of how are we back here again? How is this happening again? Why did I not um, have this better under control? Or what can I do next time to avoid this? Or how can I help my kids so that they don't feel this way or that this doesn't keep happening so often? And I know very much um, those feelings. But I'm here to tell you that those feelings are being leveraged in a way to keep you beating up your foundation, to keep you frustrated with um, the experience that could actually be being used in your favor, that you could be utilizing. So this is how. Um, the very first time something happens, oftentimes it's it's that frustrating or surprise or what the heck am I supposed to do and just you don't even know. This is a key, key opportunity. If you let this moment create a antsy or frustrated or what is everybody thinking and what is going on with everybody else? How do I handle this situation? I need to know right now. It's going to start creating this downward spiral effect and it's going to cause more anxiety every single time it comes up. But when the first time something happens, the first mess or the first screaming or the first fight with another friend or whatever it is, when the when the first happens, and when I say first, I'm not meaning like the very first time they ever do this, definitely those two, but I mean, maybe it's the first time for that day. Maybe it's the first time you've seen this particular child act in that way. Maybe it's the first time they've done it at the store and they've done these things plenty at home, or maybe it's the first time with that friend. But when, when, whatever it is, there's these, I call them first because in our own body and our own brain, we react to them as like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Like, how did we get here? So notice that when you feel that like shock of what pay attention, that is a key opportunity of growth. And it doesn't mean that you have to have it all figured out right then or in that exact moment and have to know how to handle the whole thing. No, it just means pay attention, notice it, notice what is going on. You don't have to know all the things. You don't have to know how to handle it. You don't have to do anything. So after you notice it, yes, for that very first time, you'll have to figure out like how to help your kid, how to help yourself, what to do. But I don't want you to stress out about making sure that first time is handled perfectly. It doesn't need to be. It can be messy. It, give your freedom, give yourself the freedom that you need to just be human, to realize, okay, I don't know how to handle this right now. Maybe you need to go to timeout or maybe I need to go to timeout. Maybe what needs to happen right now is I just need, I just need you to come and let me hug you very and have you be very quiet while I think about what's going on. Or maybe I need your dad to hug you while I think about what to do, <laughs> whatever it is. It doesn't need to be perfect. Get rid of this idea in your head that the very first time something happens and that shock comes on that you need to know how to handle the situation. You don't need to know how to handle it. Do what feels what you feel capable of. So then after you've noticed that shock, that surprise, and you have the ability to whenever that is, whether it's when you're doing the dishes, laying down for bed at night, or if you have some time to meditate, um, maybe it's when you're driving in the car, whatever it is, take opportunity to go into your mind and envision that happening again and again and again and again. 
in many different situations. If, if the frustrating thing was a mess, like maybe the kids spilled um, their sippy and it went all over the kitchen floor. Picture that happening in the living room and in the store and at their grandma's and at a friend's house and on a nice exhibit in the museum. <laughs> and picture it happening in many different places. And instead of, if you notice that like anxiety rising inside of you and you're like, oh, what, do, what would I do? Like, just start breathing. Remember that those things are not actually happening. You are okay. You are either driving your car, laying in your bed, you are in a safe place. And then start envisioning, how would you like to come into that situation? What would you like to do? Would you like to be somebody who picked your child up out of it, um, put them down out of the situation and talk to them first before you ever clean up the mess? Would you like to be silent while your kid is screaming or maybe they're saying nothing at all? Sorry, I have something in my throat. Um, And then clean up the mess. And after the mess is clean, talk to your kid. Like, just just get really specific. What kind of energy do you want to bring? What kind of emotion do you want to have? Do you want to be, like, super energetic and hurry and get it all done really fast? Or do you want to be able to move through it calmly? Do you want to go slowly? Or do you want to be able to go through it really fast while still being calm? Anyways, just go through your head. What kind of emotions do you want to have? What kind of thoughts do you want to have? What, what kind of actions do you want to take and how would you like to show up? Now, I want to put a very big reminder right here. This is not about how should you respond or about what does your kid need? What do you need? Just picture who's the person that you would like to be. Like, don't put yourself under all these limitations yet of this is what my kid needs and this is how I should come into this or this is what. I will be feeling in that moment. And so this is how I should respond to take care of my needs. Like just for a moment, put all those things on hold, put them on the shelf. Don't worry about them. Just for a moment, think about how would you like to be able to handle that situation? What sounds pleasant? What sounds engaging? What sounds worthwhile to you to have this experience? Because these messy tantrum fights, whatever it is, These experiences are going to keep happening in your life and you're going to have to keep showing up. So what sounds like a pleasant way to show up to you? Just think about that. Just visualize yourself going in those situations and think about what is a pleasant way for you to interact in these situations. Then this third step is when these situations come back up, think about Think about that time that you have gone over and over in your head of how you would like to respond, not how should you, not what your kid needs, but how just sounds nice to be able to respond and see if you're able to do it. See if you're able to do it. Don't say, if I don't do this, I'm terrible. Or if I don't do this, I'm failing. Just notice, did you see yourself being able to calm your child and clean up the whole mess and do everything completely on your own? and to have a smile on your face the whole time? And were you able to do that? Because if you weren't, the problem is not you. The problem is just that you created a vision that is is completely imaginary. It's completely, it doesn't exist yet. And you created this idea and now you're expecting yourself, your human self to be perfect in it. 
So take away that expectation and say, okay, I have created this imaginary idea and now I'm going to see if I can create it in reality. And if you can't, just notice that you don't have to. You do not have to create the thing that you created first. Notice that, okay, for the most part, I was able to help my child. I was able to help them realize I still love them. And I was able to clean up the mess, but I wasn't able to do it with a smile on my face. I was kind of grumpy through it. So pay attention. If that is the kind, it was your um, vision that you had of how you wanted to handle that situation. Was it expecting too much of yourself? If it was, reevaluate. This is an amazing opportunity. It is not a sign of guilt or failure or shame or that you're not doing enough or that you need to do better. It is a sign to go back into that creative mode and realize, okay, in these experiences where my kid spills in the living room floor or on the museum exhibit, when they make all these messes, I wanted, I thought I wanted to come into the situation like this, but now I know that I also have this very real limitation of my own emotions and what I do feel like in those situations. So how can I feel those things and, and create space for me to feel those things and still show up the way I want without like what, what action can I get rid of that would allow me to still show up the way I want and not, and still be able to show up. <laughs> How do you say this? Sorry, my, my tongue is getting tight or my thoughts are going around. So for example, you notice that you were not able to do it with a smile on your face, that you were grumpy the whole time. Well, now I want you to ask yourself, what if grumpy is okay? What if it's a really good thing for your child to see you grumpy and still able to handle the situation with kindness? with patience, with um, capabilities of taking care of other people, and that your grumpy emotion didn't get in the way of any of that, that you still actually showed up the way you wanted. Start realizing like so often I used to have all of these ideas of if I'm going to be a good mom when my kid screams at church, or if I'm going to be a good mom when my kid makes a massive mess in the store <laughs> or whatever it is. If I'm going to be a good mom, then I need to handle it this way. I need to be in control of my emotions. I need to be able to breathe through the whole thing. I need, I need, I need, I need. I should, I should, I should. All these stories in my head of what it should look like and how I should respond. But as I started stripping away those ideas and started going through this process of envisioning what I wanted to do and then seeing if I was actually capable of doing that or if it was unrealistic expectations, then I was able to start seeing myself instead of seeing myself as smiley and gentle and totally fine. When my kid was screaming in church, I was able to see myself feeling calm, even though frantic was going on around me. I was able to see myself being gritting my teeth and feeling a little frustrated because I didn't want to leave. I wanted to hear the talk that was being said, but that it was okay that there would be another church, but like another Sunday that I would be able to have this experience again, that my child is okay. Like I can take care of her. And it 
it started eliminating this idea that my emotions weren't welcome anymore. And my emotions of being frustrated or feeling frantic or feeling anxiety started to become a part of what I dreamed of instead of a necessary thing to eliminate in order to be good. So there are some ideas for you to be able to help prepare you for the unexpected. There are so many things right now that are designed to help you progress, to help you succeed. But so often we use those experiences to keep us in the dark, to keep us feeling um, like we're never going to make it, like we're not good enough. And we start questioning all of our efforts. Oh, here is an incredible, incredible example. I started really realizing how um, nitty gritty you can get with this principle and how much it makes a difference when I was breeding German Shepherds. So I was breeding these dogs and I was training the puppies. It was super important to me that the puppies got lots of interaction and lots of training. And so I was watching all of these videos and I was watching all of the things and trying to learn everything that I could do. Um, something that I realized is as I paid attention to the different situations, different puppies, um, they have these personalities that they freak out in different situations. Some puppies could run across like the grass the first time and it never bothered them. Other puppies, the grass was this super intimidating thing. So how did I, how could I slowly in like catch that nervousness? Because if they got too nervous then they would pee. So I didn't want them to pee in my house if anytime they came across something that was kind of scratchy like grass. So anyways, I started paying attention to their different cues and they're different, like, okay, this puppy's nervous. How can I help them not be nervous around this thing? How can I slowly introduce it to them? And like, if you're teaching a dog to walk on a leash, the very first thing that I have done is I just have the leash sitting on the ground and I let them play around it. I let this be an object that's very normal for them. And then slowly after that, um, I put it on their collar and they are able to like walk around with it, just dragging behind them. So they get used to it flopping around. After that, I hold it and follow them around, just letting it be loose, not tight ever. And anyways, you get the point just slowly, slowly, slowly. And then I start reinforcing the idea of, okay, when this pulls on you, you need to pay attention. And so what this taught me though, was there were a lot of dog cues that I didn't know how to recognize. I didn't know if a dog's tail was up or down, if that was a sign of like fear or excitement or something I should even be paying attention to or not. If a dog was whining, was that something that I needed to give into? Was that something I needed to stand firm on? Was that something that was just that they needed reassurance with? Anyways, there was lots of questions that I had that I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what I needed to be paying attention to. Um, because if I enforced the wrong behavior, would I be teaching them the wrong thing? Or if I didn't enforce the right behavior when the right cue was being shown, would I miss that opportunity to help them learn what they were supposed to? Anyways, you get the idea. So why I bring all this up is because our kids are exactly the same. We have been raised in a society that is very focused on the rules and how our parents did it and what you should be doing as a good parent, that we have lost this ability um, or this unique skill to learn how to pay attention to the different cues our kids are giving us, that our bodies are giving us, that the environment is giving us. And there's so many 
but it really becomes very simple when you know what you're looking for and why. And that is exactly what I go into in my program. So today, as we have explored how to start preparing for the unexpected, I did want to make this invitation to you that if that feels overwhelming, if that feels like this is amazing, a great and wonderful idea, and I love this principle, but how do I do it every day? How do I know if I'm doing it right? I've tried to do things like this before, and how do I know? I know what those are like. (laughs) I know what it's like to worry about all of the things that it's a new skill set. And it's totally fine that that is nerve wracking or that you're not sure if you're doing it right. That is totally normal. It is a new skill set. It is something that you're very capable of doing though. You don't have to always live that way. There is a blueprint for parenting. There is so many resources as a mom and dad that we are not utilizing because we haven't been taught to, not because we are failing. So if you want to learn more about that, if you want to see what cues to be focusing on and how easy it is when you know what you're looking for, then come join my program, Traditions of Truth. Come talk with me. Go to wandahoward.com to download your free blueprint or email me at wandahoward.live at gmail.com and ask me about your questions. Tell me what your concerns are. Let me know where you're at right now. And I would love to be able to help you in your parenting journey, even if that doesn't mean joining my program. That is not my sole purpose here, everybody. I truly have this program here for those who are ready and wanting to level up and don't know how to do it on their own. It is an amazing program and I absolutely love it, but I am also here because I believe in parents. I believe in kids who grew up to be parents and they are so capable and so incredible. And so often they just need help to see where to focus. So you're all doing amazing. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And remember, you are incredible. You are amazing. You have what it takes to build the dreams that you have. So love you all. And we will see you next time. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to wandahoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.